I'm your host, Sarah Trump, and you're listening to The Cabinet of Curiosities. This week's episode, our annual Valentine's Day special, Batman. In 1912, Walburga, Dolly, Astrak, called up her wealthy apron manufacturing husband to have him send over a repairman from his factory to fix her broken sewing machine. What she got was shy and small, 17-year-old Otto Sandhuber, who she greeted at the door, wearing nothing more than stockings and a silk robe. Otto fixed Dolly's machine for the next eight hours, marking the beginning of their torrid affair. They would tryst at a local hotel, Otto's rented room at a boarding house, and most often at Dolly's house. The neighbors noticed Otto's van parked in front of the house so frequently that Dolly tried to allay their suspicions by informing them that Otto was her vagabond half-brother. They didn't buy it. In result, Dolly took what we can only guess was to her, the next logical step, and suggested Otto quit his job at her husband's factory and move into their attic. For the next six years, Otto lived in the Astrax attic. At night, he would be confined to the attic and pursue his dream of writing pulp fiction stories by candlelight. By day, he would clean the house, make alcohol in the bathtub, eat whatever leftover scraps Dolly would give him, and continued servicing her sewing machine. Husband Fred had no idea. In 1918, Fred's company was doing so well, he wanted to move to Los Angeles to expand. Dolly, the clever vixen, was able to find a house in L.A. that had an attic, which locals will tell you was no easy feat, and sent Otto on ahead, where the three of them settled into their old routines. One night in 1922, Dolly and Fred returned home, arguing. Distracted, she tripped on a rug and fell to the ground. Upstairs, Otto could hear everything, and believing that Fred had struck or pushed Dolly, he came rushing down from the attic with a gun in each hand and shot Fred three times, killing him. Never at a loss for ideas, Dolly decided to stage the murder to look like a burglary gone bad. He took Fred's diamond watch and hid it beneath the couch cushions. Otto locked Dolly in the hall closet and then returned to his hiding place in the attic. Their plan worked. The police arrived soon after the gunshots were fired, filed the whole thing as a burglary, and Dolly inherited a fortune. After a year had passed and it seemed the story of the burglary was going to stick, Dolly sold the house and moved. The new house included yet another attic for Otto. Around this time, their affair must have been cooling off, as Dolly started up affairs with both her attorney, Herman Shapiro, and a businessman named Roy Clune. 
overconfident, Dolly made two big mistakes. First, she gifted her murdered husband's watch to Shapiro, who recognized it. Dolly claimed she found it and didn't think the police would care much about it. Although Shapiro probably knew better, he kept his secret. Meanwhile, Klum was given one of the guns Otto had used to kill Fred with, and was asked to dispose of it, which he did, by tossing it into the Librea tar pits. Incredibly, Dolly asked his neighbor to dispose of the second gun, and he complied by burying it under some rose bushes in his yard. Somehow in 1923, the police discovered that Shapiro was in possession of dead Fred's diamond watch, and then Klum quickly dumped Dolly and confessed to stashing a gun in the tar pits, which they recovered. The cops intentionally leaked the story to the newspapers, and when the neighbor read about it, he too confessed and dug up the rosebush concealed gun for the police. By this time, both guns were so badly eroded that they were worthless as far as evidence goes. Dolly was arrested in question, but since they could never figure out a motive or a solution to how she could have done it since she was locked in a closet. During this time, Dolly pulled out the vagabond half-brother story for Shapiro, begging him to take some food up to Otto in the attic. While there, Otto told Shapiro how he had lived quietly in Dolly's attic for years and described himself as her sex slave. He left out the part about the murder. Wanting to get rid of the competition, Shapiro threw Otto out of the house, and when Dolly was released, she moved in with him. By 1930, the pair split up, and Shapiro went straight to the police and told them all about Otto. Dolly and her Batman, as he was dubbed by the newspapers, were arrested. Otto was charged with manslaughter, but as the statute of limitations for manslaughter was only seven years, he promptly went free, as did Dolly. Dolly finally settled down with one man for the next 30 years, while Otto left Los Angeles for parts unknown. If you'd like to learn more about the topics featured on the Cabinet of Curiosities, please visit our website at cabinetofcuriositiespodcast.com. You can download past episodes there or on iTunes, and you can even like us on Facebook. Please join us this March 10th of 2012 for the second annual Paranormal Film Festival, where we'll be screening a visual episode. Please visit our website for details. All proceeds will go to a charity to help needy animals. As always, a special thanks to my own valentine, Steve Troop, for his editing assistance. I'm your host, Sarah Troop. Thanks for listening.